0: Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Very glad you're here. I just got off a call with my ballsy broads. We have calls on Fridays, and I'm just, I just got a lot of love for these ladies. They are incredible. It's a super fun group. And they said a lot of nice things about me, (laughs) which was really fun to hear, (laughs) but also, you know, just more fun to see the change that they're going through of just how much of their life has been spent. The, The example that I give frequently, um, it's it's comparable to, I guess, the glass ceiling. But it's just this glass box. Each and every one of us <clears throat> lives in our own glass box. And we can't see the walls. I mean, they are like spick and span, super clean. But the walls and the ceiling and the floor, all of it, stops you dead in your track. And the ways that shows up are... I could never say that. I could never wear that. I could never have a relationship like that. I could never make that kind of money. I could never have that kind of success or sex. (laughs) I could never have that kind of life. And we don't question it. Because when you bump up against your wall, your ceiling, your floor, whatever, there's no need for you to question it because it feels so real. It feels like a stone wall. You're just like, bam, you've hit it. You're like, oh, (laughs) I could never wear an outfit like that. I could never say that kind of thing. I could never speak up in a meeting like that. I could never take two weeks off and not look at my phone. I could never move across the country and start over. I could, whatever it is. Whatever it is for you. But what these ladies are seeing and just kind of like the, the core of the work that I do, whether it's hungry broads, ballsy broads, or, or one-on-one, I would say more so um, within one-on-one and ballsy broads, but it's just like, I, no, I ain't even hungry broads. It's just like, where do all of these bullshit rules come from? And what one gal in the group on the call had said was, I made them. (laughs) I made these rules. So it's no wonder I was always angry because I had created these rules that were impossible to adhere to. And then someone else said, and then I got mad when other people broke my rules. And this is what I love about the group experience is that and this has happened every single week. One person will message me some thought they're having, a fear they're having, or, or they'll say something in the group and they'll be like, I know this is weird and I shouldn't say this, but, and then everyone else chimes in with the exact same thing. It's all so common. And so many of the rules that you have set up for yourself are so common, and yet we cannot see them and this is the benefit of working with me or i guess another coach but like i don't know i feel like i have a pretty special spin on my coaching of giving it to you straight telling it telling you like it is but also pushing you to do and get different because it's one thing to just Explore your thoughts. It's another thing to like really push you to take a different path. Um, you know, it's one thing to listen and and be an ear or a shoulder. It's another thing to just like tell you the hard truths that are actually going to move the needle in your life and business. And that's what these ladies have signed up for, and that's exactly what they're getting, and they are reaping the benefits of this. And this is kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Was just this, the, 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 it should look like this versus it's supposed to look like this. What is, what's going on in your life where you're just like, oh, it should look like this? I shouldn't still be dealing with this. I shouldn't look like this. I shouldn't be this lonely. I shouldn't be this heavy. I shouldn't have this many wrinkles. I shouldn't live in this state. I shouldn't, da-da-da-da-da. all of these things. And you're, you've like, Put your foot down and you're aggressively saying like, this is it. And you are fighting. You are resisting. And with that comes exhaustion. So I'm going to separate the two because sometimes when people hear this of like, listen, Renee, whatever. If I'm not fighting, if I'm not putting my foot down, nothing's going to happen. I'm just going to, I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up on my dreams and my goals. And how dare you even say that? Like I'm committed. I'm motivated. This is not what I'm saying. There's a big, big difference here. I give this example with food a lot too. It's not like, eating a burger. So sometimes when you're in, when you go through the work with food, you go through this phase where you're like, I feel like I have to eat a burger to prove to people that I'm not dieting or the, the fattiest, highest calorie dish to prove to people that I don't care and that it's fine. Or the other end of the spectrum is like, I have to eat a salad because it's all that I can eat. Like I have to, this is, it's just, I have to maintain this image. I have to eat this thing. I don't deserve to eat anything else. I've screwed my day up royally. I, this is all that I can eat. Or it's showing up and just being like, you know what? A burger sounds so good. I'm going to get that. Or, oh man, I am just craving some greens. I want some greens. I want some veggies. I want some grilled chicken. Sign me up. The burger and the salad are exactly the same items on the menu. The thing that has shifted is the energy that you are approaching it with. Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it aggression? Is it restriction? Is it scarcity? What's driving your decisions? And when we're in the shoulds and when we're just, ugh, Angsty. I spent a lot of years angsty. Sometimes I think back to myself, like, especially when I was in my food and exercise, like, deep. Bless any of you that knew me then and know me now. Like, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you put up with me because I was so unpleasant. I was just so angsty and just like, Ugh, just like always, just barely hanging on. Angry, just it had to be my way or the highway. I was always rushing, and it just uh, so unenjoyable. And that's kind of what life looks and feels like when we're in the. Well, it should look like this. I should be getting that. I shouldn't still be dealing with this. I should look different. I should feel different. Why am I not feeling different? Why don't I have this result yet? A couple other podcasts that I've, I've just kind of came to me right now that I've talked about similar parallel. So if you relate to this topic, I would suggest you go back and listen to Goal Entitlement and the Manual for Your Body, because these are really great podcasts for you to listen to on this topic as well. I can link those up in the show notes. But it's it's like you're trying to play God almost of your own life. And this is where that That difference comes in of it's not just roll over and die and like Jesus take the wheel wherever I'm supposed to go, I'm supposed to go. It doesn't mean you give up on your dreams. I'm still very ambitious. I have a lot of goals and a lot of different areas and a lot of things that I want to do in my life. The difference is the energy with which I am approaching them. It is no longer coming from angsty, control, psychotic, unenjoyable energy. It's much more relaxed. And honestly, it's just so much more fun. It's so much more fun. It's so much more fun to work out when it isn't I have to do this or I'm a terrible person and I have to burn off all these calories. It's so much more fun to show up to events with girlfriends when you aren't thinking, okay, I have to make a big impression because I need these people to like me or I hate these people. Why am I here? Because I've been on both ends of those spectrums. Where it's like, I need everyone to like me or I hate everyone. I kind of vacillated between those two for years. And it sucks. You're just angry and angsty all the time. You got a puckered pooper, as I like to say. And so the other side of this is allowing your life to unfold in the way that it is meant to be. For example, I never in a million years would have picked to live in Indiana. I I don't even think I knew it existed, to, to be honest. Like, I had no clue. No clue. That was not on my dream list. It's still not on my dream list. (laughs) And I don't, I really don't think I'm going to, I know that I will not live here forever. I know that. And yet I don't have to be in a rush to get out of it. I have made some amazing relationships. I have had so many new experiences. I have visited so many new places I have, I have done so many new things. I got engaged. I'm having a baby. All in Indiana. Because I didn't fight it. David came to me. He's like, hey, I kind of want to do this. And I definitely thought about it. I took what I had going on into consideration. I, I took what he had going on into consideration. And, and, and I knew I had never been here. I knew I was, I was coming over here and leaving like a really, really good situation and I was like, let's go. Let's do it. I don't know. Sounds fun. Sounds like, sounds like a new experience. And I let go of, I have to stay here because my life is supposed to look like this. And I'm supposed to live in this house. And I'm supposed to. It reminds me of those things that you would create. I've, I've probably talked about this. But you know, I remember doing this when I was like 16 or 17 in high school. And it was your 10-year plan. And I don't remember a lot of what I had on it. I do remember that I was going to, I had a house at 27 and I had two or three children. (laughs) Uh, Can you imagine? I can't. That's terrifying. 27. You guys, I was not mentally equipped. I don't even know if I am mentally equipped at this point to have a child, if we're being completely honest. But for sure, not until about 34. I felt like that's when I kind of started being able to breathe a little bit easier, trust myself a little bit more, feel a little bit more confident in my business, feel like I had my feet under me a little bit better. And none of that happened because I was aggressively fighting to achieve it. I had some loose goals. I had some loose ideas, and I just kept doing the next right thing. I just kept doing the next best thing. And when things would fall apart, it would suck. I would let it burn. And then I would pick myself back up and do something different or keep going. But it's letting go of that control which for a lot of you people that you know relate to the type a control freak is it genuinely is terrifying you feel like your world is going to catch on fire or never stop spinning if you aren't controlling it but when you really check in with yourself and you really and you really ask like how do i feel in my body get out of your head all y'all that are listening to this you're way too heady anyways get out of here i don't care what the right thing is i don't care i don't care How does it feel to do those things? Start asking yourself that question. How does it feel working towards this goal? Does it feel fun, light, exciting, invigorating, rejuvenating, kind of scary, but also kind of exciting, kind of pukey, but also like, hell yeah, let's go? Good. Those are the things to lean into. Or does it feel like you're barely hanging on you feel inadequate. You're questioning everything. Like your your foot is on the gas and you have not let off for months. You're exhausted. That's a really, really good sign that you're trying to should yourself into happiness instead of letting like the best things ever naturally happen. You can do either. You can achieve some goals and, and I'm sure many things from the aggressive, angsty, should state. But it is so exhausting. It is so exhausting to control yourself, to micromanage yourself and others and how they live and how they operate. It's so tiring. It's so much more enjoyable to do life from the, this is what I want. This sounds incredible. It's probably not all going to go the way I want because that's life, baby. But I'm, I'm willing to put in some of this work. Let's go. What do I need to do first? See, you're, st- you're not rolling over and dying. You're not giving up on all your hopes and dreams and ambitions. That's terrible. No, that's the opposite of what I want for you. I want you to dream big. I want you to go balls out on it from a place that doesn't feel terrible. And that is is possible. And a lot of that is noticing those, as I mentioned in the beginning, glass walls that you bump up against. From the Ballsy Broads group, this is a big thing that they're noticing right now in these last couple weeks. It's just like, whoa, I had no idea I could do this. In the last, I don't, I can't remember what she said, 15 years, 18 years, Of being in this, I've never requested a change of schedule. I didn't even, it never even occurred to me. There are so many different paths that we can be taking, there are so many different options that are right in front of us. But when we're pushing so hard, when we're aggressively fighting, when we're just trying to stay alive, we can't see them. We cannot see them. You know, this happened back when I was working at Trader Joe's. I wanted to be a mate so bad. So their structure has changed a little bit, but I think this is still kind of the same thing. Um, So the crew is just like whatever. It's like everyone, anyone that starts working at Trader Joe's, unless they come in as a manager, comes in as a crew member. And everyone does everything. Everyone works at the register. You work on... You know, all the things. You get carts, you clean the bathrooms, you do inventory, You everyone does everything. But I wanted to be a mate. And a mate is kind of like the manager. And then there's the captain, who's the, the head of the ship, if you will. <laughs> uh, and I busted my ass for that position. And for months, I was training. that position I was running huddles I was doing extra I was working overnight shifts I was taking on extra roles I was running the huddles I was ordering different different uh inventory for the different whatever like the meat and the vegetables and all that stuff I can't think about it I've been out of that for a while now but I was and I was trying so hard I wanted it so bad and months and months and months went by. And man, I was discouraged. It just kept not happening. And I was like, what is wrong? What am I doing wrong? And so I'd come back to me. It must be this. It must be this. It must be this. It must be this. So I'd try harder. I'd push harder. I'd work harder. I'd ask more people what they thought. I'd try and talk to other people and see what I'm missing. And then I finally got to the point where I was like, I don't even care. I'm so tired. I'm, I'm, this is never going to happen. I'm done. This is ridiculous. And lo and behold, like a month or two later, the mate came up. And it wasn't an actual manager position. But I was going to have to transfer to Redding, California with the hope with you know, the expectation that, that I would become a mate. They knew I was coming. They knew what I wanted to do, blah, 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 blah. And at that time, I was just like, you know what? I don't even want to do this anymore. I'm so tired of it. Of like, no. But I got that offer when I stopped fighting so damn hard and just started enjoying my life. I still showed up was still a rock star at work. I was still loving my job. I was still doing the best. And eventually it just naturally came and fell into my lap. And then I decided no and you know, the rest is history. But that's the same thing with how I got the job. Like I was fighting so hard to be a nurse cuz I thought it was a respectable thing and I needed a respectable job that people looked up to and I fought and I was forcing myself to do these prerequisites that were terrible and I was doing horrible at school and uh, like pushing, pushing, pushing. I was looking. I mean, it was it was it was all so awful. And then a girlfriend said, you should come work at Trader Joe's. I just I went in there and I was hired. It was just like that. Too good to be true. When I stopped fighting so damn hard. When I dropped some of how I thought my life should look when I stopped trying to adhere to all these invisible rules of to be a happy, successful person, obviously you have to, like, you can't work at a grocery store. You have to be in the medical profession or a lawyer or something because that's just, duh, that's what you have to do. That was my mentality. And it, it's, that's not my life. I was trying to force myself into someone else's life. And I was missing out on my life. So when you come back to your life and you're, you're working towards something, is it still working for you? Is it still serving you? Is achieving goals that you had back in 2003, are they really still appropriate for who you are now? Or do you need to change those? Are you just still striving for the same things because it's what you've been doing for so damn long you don't even know what else to do? That's a big one. Where it's just like, I don't even know. I've been working on this goal for so long. What if I let go of it? Who am I without this? Well, you're probably gonna be a hell of a lot more free and love your life more. We have to let go of how we think it should look to get to the best part. And I I wholeheartedly believe this and know how challenging it can be to loosen the death grip (laughs) on everything, on your relationship, on your body, on your work schedule, on your workout schedule. It feels like if I let go, of this, everything will just burn up. But it's almost like it's kind of burning up anyways. You're just trying to pretend you've got it together. So assess. Assess what you're working on. Assess where you may be bumping up against your own glass box. Assess if the goals and the and the desires that you had for your life... 10 years ago, three years ago, six months ago, are they still pertinent? Do they still make sense? You may have been in a job and, you know, eight months ago you wanted this managerial role or you wanted to be promoted into, you know, to be an executive or something. And now you're just like, you know what? I don't even know if I want to do this. Or you started a new sport and you're like, I'm going to love this. And you just, the joy is gone. Some of the joy is gone. Let it go. Let Lay it to rest. <laughs> this is why I got funeral shots done for my rebrand. Lay those expectations of yourself and others to rest so that the new and incredible and way more in alignment ones can come up. All right, my friends, thanks for being here. I will be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.